0: Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, whoever you are. This is Mike in Bed. I'm Josh.
1: And I'm Jasmine.
0: And I'll just get right into it. How was your week?
1: It was awful. Just kidding. It wasn't (laughs) awful. It was just a difficult week.
0: Well, Um, I'm,
1: like, falling apart. I feel like I turned 30 and different aspects of my body was, like, (laughs) oh, time to check out. So, like, I just, I haven't been the best physically, um... So a lot doctor appointments coming up to hopefully get me back to where I need to be, which is like unfortunate because I, I work out, I eat fairly healthy, but apparently...
0: Well, you've also had two children.
1: I, yeah, I know. It's just there's a lot that I think... I
0: feel like, you know, a significant portion of those issues stem either from the, birth, the birthing process or having to corral them probably every day so but you know yeah that's that's kind of where we're at there basically you're 30 going on 60 (laughs) (laughs) at this point um yeah I, i you know i'm gonna try to spin it as positively as possible i'm i'm very uh grateful for the time that i've gotten to spend with you all this week and you know uh it's been crazy it's been chaotic weekends are even more chaotic than the week a lot of times but um yeah trying to be you know looking on the bright side of that because I feel like a lot of these intros are just kind of you know us like just venting to each other <laughs> about how difficult well I don't are. think there's
1: anything wrong with that no you know, there's nothing wrong I'm not that. gonna make you people- Think that like children are great and they're perfect and nothing well, goes wrong. Well, they're not.
0: But I also don't <laughs> want it to swing the other way where it's like, oh. my God, do they have any fun with their kids? G- of course <laughs> we kids? do. Of course we do. They're great you little know?
1: beings. They're just also little beings. Yeah. So they're still figuring out life, and they will be for a very long time because we still are as thirty-year-old yep. adults. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. It's just like you know, balancing that with your own self-discovery and. Cause like, when does that end? I feel like it never does. And no. then, you know, with life changes and just body <laughs> shutting down and just everything sometimes make it seem all doom and gloom, but it's not that way. Like, I love no. my kids and, you know, kids are great. You just have to be ready for it. It is a huge change in your lifestyle.
0: Absolutely. And to be clear, you know, we are working on your health issues. we're not just letting them you know go by the wayside yeah um because it's important for us to be as healthy as possible for us and for the kids
1: yeah but i can always tell and i tell you this all the time like i swear i always know when there's gonna be a full moon because this house just goes
0: just a cloud
1: yeah like not even a cloud it just goes crazy it feels like i don't know what happens everyone just starts acting all different and strange, and then, like, usually I, like, look it up, I'm like, of course, yeah, because there's a full moon in a few days, that's why, like, it's just insane. But, you know, I don't know if anyone else has those problems around the time there's a full moon.
0: Is there science behind that?
1: Probably not, but I feel (laughs) like... I feel like there has to be something to it because like come on, you know. You know, I feel like this also relates to our topic. Like I feel yes, like this is does. like a spiritual is a, it's
0: a nice segue, earthly I
1: thing. I don't know. <laughs> but, like <laughs> someone who like knows how like that connects with one's life, I feel like could back me up and that there could potentially be a relation between like a full moon and like people kind of being a little on edge and we
0: need a we and, need a shaman up in here. Tommy need yeah. some line. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Well, the best we've got is, you know, me as a former pastor, I guess you could say.
1: Oh, I'd rather have the lady with the crystals. Um. I'm sure you <laughs> would. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, yes, our, our topic for the day, uh, you know, if the episode title didn't give it away, is uh, religion or lack thereof. And... Uh, yeah, I feel like you and I had very different experiences with religion growing up, but that we also took away some of the same things, you know, yeah. we had some of the same sort of takeaways. So I'm curious what your earliest memories of church or religion are and things like that.
1: Um, well, my family's Baptist, so... Like, you were just in church all day on Sunday, which I did not appreciate as a child.
0: <laughs> how long would you say you were at church? I on feel like a there were
1: times you would get there like 8, 9 o'clock in the morning and wouldn't get home until like 2 p.m., which is ridiculous. It's
0: a long time. It's ridiculous. It's a long time.
1: No, don't do that to kids. Like, what's wrong with you if you do that to kids? Like, no, no. Now,
0: how old were you, though?
1: Um, well, I mean, if my earliest memory would be five, like five, I don't remember okay. too much before then, um, but I just remember that, like feeling like we were there all day, and we kind of were. I mean, that's a long time being in that church. Um, I don't even know if my mom was involved in anything, but for some reason, we've seemed to just be out in that church for a while, and that's kind of how it was for a while until I just kind of was like, mm, no. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I don't know like yeah that just, that's just the way it, it was and I'm not saying that's a negative thing some people do really enjoy being in their religious institution building whatever you want to call it
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever Saturday whatever your day is or
0: all of the or above, all of
1: the above. Mm-hmm. Um, some people really find joy in that I did not as a child I did not as a teenager I do not as an adult but I know there are people out there who do and you know good for you but it was awful and I did not like it. <laughs> so that's fair. Um, but that's what it was like. I, I mean you know you supposed to pray every day and God was supposed to answer all of your your prayers and help well Jesus God, whatever Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm.
0: The, trinity yeah, well,
1: yeah so <laughs> to
0: be clear i have a degree from seminary so,
1: <laughs> so um so like that the holy trinity you know that's that those those were the three that were supposed to like guide you in your life and that's what i was told a lot growing up as a kid so like if you really wanted something or if you needed something or if you needed guidance you were supposed to pray
0: now did that something extend to say like you really want a car want probably like or...
1: I mean as a kid I'm, I'm thinking I'm like oh man I really want that fruit by the foot I only have
0: that, <laughs> that bouncy house <laughs>
1: bouncy house from down the street I wish that's yeah. on my birthday I'm gonna pray for it yeah probably I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised I don't know if that was the intention or if that's that's like the meaning they were trying to get across back then but I'm pretty sure that's probably what I did and what others did and what people still do today yeah, there is such thing as prosperity. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Gospels, so, Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was kind of what I was told growing up. And that's what it was. And you went to church and you were nice to everyone, all the old people who showed you respect. And, you know, but a Baptist church is really different, though, from other churches. So,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's very high energy. Yeah. So I've been to a few different churches in my life and, you know, my memories of being a kid in a Baptist church honestly, probably a lot more exciting than some of the churches I've been to after that. <laughs> They're high energy, but still was not enough to keep me involved, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, everybody is different, and everybody has different takeaways from a quote-unquote religious experience, I think. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but we'll get to that later. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: now, so at what point did you, were you able to just say, like i'm just not going
1: um how i old are you? i'm very like <laughs> people who know me will probably be able to like say yes to this and feel like you can too i'm very straight to the point sometimes i'm overly direct um you're the, very blunt the, yes. yeah <laughs> to put it bluntly <laughs> but not all the time like i'm very like so i only do it to those who i think can handle it like i don't just do it to anyone like i'm I think you can handle it or I feel like we're close enough I'll just tell you like it is um but I do look at the situation like I said I'm, I'm not a dick like I, <laughs> I do make sure it's the right place and time for it um but I'm pretty sure at one point I did ask like one of the reverends at some point or it might even to my mom who then like led me to someone who was supposed to like
0: the oracle,
1: yeah, like the person who's yeah. supposed to like guide you in the right spiritual direction to God or whatever. I don't know what those people are calling the church, but the something Shama, like that, of course. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, I was trying to understand like why certain things were happening, and like, mm-hmm. I can be very logical, so I start to question a lot of things that don't make a ton of sense, and
0: mm-hmm. I didn't
1: get the answers back that I was hoping for. Instead, I got a lot of like. You know, Jesus is important. We believe in Jesus and we believe in this good book and I was like, No, you didn't answer my question. You're talking around circles, I'm not talking to a politician, or am I? Mm, like that's...
0: that's
1: the question. Yep. <laughs> so like as a, a teenager I think, like I just kept getting that and it was very frustrating that I feel like I wasn't like trying to be like I wasn't trying to be like an asshole kid, like an asshole teenager who's just like, well, there's holes in this story. Like, no, I honestly wanted to know, like, how did you get, you know, C from B&A? Yeah. Like, how, how did this happen? Because I'm not really connecting a lot of these dots and I don't fully understand how this came to be. So how did you get there?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I it just, the responses almost seemed like they were offended most of the time. Like, how dare I question something that's been written? For my enlightenment. (laughs) Yeah, the mere
0: (laughs) act that you question in a lot of circumstances leads to ostracization or condemnation. Yeah. And so,
1: I mean, that's kind of what then put me in the direction of, then why do I need this? How do I know any of this is true then? Right. Because if you can't answer my questions, who can't? Can anyone? And if we can't, then how do we know?
0: And at that point... (laughs) You almost, at least, you know, for me, in my own journey, it was like, okay, well, you know, let's assume everything is true that I'm being told, then I should be seeing a far different behavior on a day-to-day basis yeah, 100%. from the people who are, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100%, and that's, yeah.
0: Far different priorities, far different, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So all that to say, like I um, I said earlier, we went to like different churches after we left because um, I'm really, originally from Ohio. So after we left Ohio, moved here to Pennsylvania, there were a couple of different churches that we went to and I would always ask the same questions. Or what I would do is like when I would go to that service, I would really, really listen to the sermon. Like I was like cued into every single word, mm-hmm. punctuation. Like anything, the tone. Like, I was very much like, I'm going to analyze this person. Like, what are they trying to teach this group of people? And every single time I was greatly disappointed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, from, you know, homophobia mm-hmm. to slight racism,
0: <laughs> all this sexism
1: say, happening in a sermon at a yeah. church that's supposed to be like, all is welcome. And I'm like, no, no. You're lying. So...
0: All this to say, when we first started dating, I was a pastor.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's, you know, <laughs> remarkable in a lot of ways that we're here.
1: Well, because I liked you, right? Just because I, I'm not a big fan of religion or those who kind of work within religion <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean I don't respect individuals as people like I like you know you as a person so when you told me that I was like well you still seem like a decent person and I don't fully know your religious beliefs yet so maybe like, let me see what's going on here first to evaluate whether or not I, I need to run so,
0: <laughs> yes.
1: so that's kind of how I, I took that when you told me like I, I need to see like what this really means at the end of the day
0: yeah yeah And, you know, for me, like, I didn't, I I never had a choice. Um, My dad was a United Methodist pastor. Uh, His brother, my uncle, was a United Methodist pastor. So we came from basically, you know, very well-regarded pastoral family in the United Methodist Church. And when my dad died when I was 14... Uh, I kind of put religion on a hiatus a little bit, but it was also something that connected me to him. So in a lot of ways, like, even though it didn't fully make sense, even though I didn't fully feel it was me, it was kind of my, like, bungee cord to my dad. So, you know, I did not enjoy growing up in the fishbowl of being a pastor's kid there's there are basically two types of pastor's kids there are those who can handle somehow compartmentalize and try to adapt to the church culture and community and there are those who just say fuck it and rebel that's it like there isn't much of a middle ground And I was somebody who could play the game. Like, I understood how the politics of the church worked. I understood um, the, the machinery of it. But that didn't mean I liked it. You know? And I can remember a few specific instances. I remember being, like, six years old. And when you're... In a church, as a kid, you know, maybe you can relate to this, um, you spend time with kids who are younger and older. Yeah. A bit more than you would at school. Yeah. So I'm sitting there in, you know, the first pew, where I would always sit with my friends, and I think there was, like, one who was a year younger, and there were two who were, like, two and three years older. And we were, like, laughing and joking around as the service started. So I get a tap on my back from... One of the older women of the church. And she singles me out and she says, you need to calm down and you need to be an example for everyone else because your dad's the pastor.
1: Ooh, and... I'll tell you what I would to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what do you say in that situation? You know, you just kind of have to eat it. You're six years old, but that's the reality. And I didn't choose that. I didn't choose the United Methodist Church. I didn't choose religion. I didn't choose Christianity at all. That was basically, that was implied. Like, oh, yeah, he's Christian. He's United Methodist. He's X, Y, and Z. Um,
1: And I feel like it's that way, though, for, like, most children, though. Like, we don't choose, like, we go where our parents go or we don't go if our parents don't go. Sure. Um, Like, in my situation and yours yours is a little different because I was not a PK but <laughs> like in my situation too like I didn't get to choose to go to that church as a kid especially at six you know until I was a teenager and even I mean I know for you even as a teenager you didn't really have much choice but like you know I didn't really get any say until I was a teenager and that's when I realized I had a little bit of power there but as a kid I feel like you're kind of trapped <laughs> That's an awful way to put it. Some kids probably like it, but like if you don't, like you do feel like you're trapped. Like you don't have a way out. Like you have to go to this place and let these people talk to you and tell you just because some people, some of those people at church is just like the lady who tapped on your show. Like you're six, you don't understand that. Like back off.
0: And they use (laughs) a lot of scare tactics for people of all ages. Yeah. You know, you're going to hell. Like that's the, (laughs) you hear that from a young age. And it's ridiculous. Um,
1: I'm good as long as they barbecue down there.
0: Right? <laughs> but, but the worst of it is that it's this is how hard it is to escape that world. Um, I hadn't been to church in probably three to four years. I was in college. And I think it was my senior year. And I was in a creative writing phase. And I decided to share one of my blog posts online on Facebook. <laughs> big, big mistake. What a big mistake that was. Uh, Of course, you know, connected with my mom on Facebook. So, you know, the the blog post was like a little sports writing piece uh, where I dropped a few F-bombs. And within six hours, I got a message, a DM from my mom saying, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, what's going on? And she goes, well, such and such from church messaged me here and linked me to your blog post and you should really take it down. And, you know, again, like I'm or, sitting there.
1: Or we should pull our heads out of a raft. It was
0: like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there like mouth agape. I'm 22 years old and it's the same feeling in that pew when I was six. Um. And it's things like that that just make you want to disengage. But because I had that connection to my dad, I did the opposite. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm already used to this world. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how, if I can use this for some good. If I can, you know, follow in his footsteps and, I don't know, change some people's lives for the better. So I became a pastor. And that's when you met me. Um, I think I had been a pastor for a little over a year, maybe a little under a year, um, when we first met. And yeah, I became a pastor of two small United Methodist churches by the time I was 24, 23, 23 years old. So I was a pastor for two years, and then I was a hospice chaplain for one. Um, and I, I don't regret that time, um, but it was a difficult journey that you had to see me go through when it came to religion. And so, now, you know I can peacefully be at peace, disconnected from that world completely, because, for me, it was toxic. And it took me a long time to realize that and to cut that bungee cord, basically. Um, But, you know, I've kind of made peace with it being like, okay, my dad did what he wanted to do, what he thought he was good at, what he felt compelled to do, whatever. Um, It didn't expose me to a good side of what I think he wanted to do. Um but I'm at peace now being completely away from that world. That's not a world that I want for my kids. Um yeah. So Yeah, Yo, you really uh <laughs> Yeah the story
1: that, there, you <laughs> We're talking about our you our childhood, but you went ahead. We're a little off the rails now. <laughs>
0: I think we skipped over the positive you aspects think. of religion. <laughs> you Went think. straight to the trauma. You went um, straight
1: to the trauma.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard <laughs> for me to say much positive. I well, mean, then
1: I, I I will let me... You can yeah. lead the way there. So, as an agnostic, which I'm pretty sure I've, I've communicated yeah. at some point before yeah. on this podcast. And, like, I will say the one thing that I do... I guess, see as a positive in terms of religion and even like the church as an establishment. And so, I do appreciate the community that can come from it. Like, mm-hmm. that's probably really for me the only positive I see out of it. I don't really care for anything else, but like, I do see that like there is that opportunity to really be connected with people. Um, you want to make sure it's the right people. But it's gonna say if
0: you can stand the gossip and judgment. Yeah. We're talking about positive,
1: positives. Mm -hmm. Positives. Mm -hmm. Keep going back to negatives. (laughs) (laughs) But the positives. It's like I do I get that. Like I can see that. It's still not for me, um, and and won't be, but I do understand how that is like an aspect of religion and the church that people you know, like and look forward to. Because I feel like there are people out there who look forward to going to like a Sunday service because they get to see everyone or they go to a Bible study because they get to see such and such from down the road. Like people do look forward to some of those connections. And I understand, especially as an adult, it can be hard to make friends and, and stuff. So I do understand kind of that being something that's important to other people.
0: I mean, the two churches where I was pastor very multi-generational you know these these folks they shop together eat together pray together you know that's that's their world and that's the nexus and center of their community and for them that works and that's great um but the moment positives someone... we're talking about positives sure. yeah Posit- okay. <laughs>
1: Positives, positives. You just keep it's going back positive. to religious trauma. So, I know
0: it's hard. It's hard for me. I mean, I've been on a journey. It's you know, <laughs> the demand is perfection. <laughs> a lot of times when you're a PK, it's perfection. That's it. You know, and,
1: and I, I 100% get that. Yeah. But again, positives. Positives. There are positives. Um, there are positives. Like I, I said, mean, the only one I can fully understand and get is the community aspect, but. You know, for some people, too, like, if you don't have anything else, having that is important.
0: I think Um, for some people, spirituality can be a positive thing. Um, You know, I know there's some science behind that. Um, But I I don't know that that necessarily has to be tied to a specific religion. It doesn't. That doesn't
1: have to be. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe (laughs) maybe you just don't have any positive.
0: Not at the moment. It's too
1: lived for you that you just can't.
0: (laughs) I feel like religion and spirituality, like we mentioned about life, you know, it's a constant journey of rediscovery, self-discovery. I'm sure there will be people listening to this like, I'm going to pray for him, you know, he'll figure (laughs) it out. But, you know, (laughs) for me, I, I just can't. There's so much ambiguity in the world. And as much progress as we've made, there's still a lot of progress that we have not made. Um, and I, I just, I, I can't personally subscribe to the idea that, oh, one is better. One is right. I just, that doesn't, to me, that doesn't make sense. You know, where are we going with this? I don't know.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, I had mentioned at one point that uh, my family, so my mom and I and um, her partner at the time, like, we were trying to find a church, and and he was part of church, which I did not fully care for, so I did not go. Mm-hmm. And again, that was one of those situations where, like, I was really trying to listen to, like, what that person, that leader of worship up there was trying to communicate, and I did not appreciate the message that came across. Yeah. Um, and then, so... Of course, as the years gone on, my my mom, I think, still needed to feel connected. So she's still looking for churches. And I feel like every church that we were invited to, just, like, it was a no. I remember one, and I guess I'm talking about religious trauma a little bit, but I just remember, like, one of the people being, like, very direct about, like, how awful, like, gay people are. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so, like, like, it was just so uncomfortable. And I was like, how can you say that? Like, do you know? Are you for certain there is not a single person sitting here right now who isn't gay? Yeah. Like, you don't. And, like, you're just saying things like that. And you could make that person feel awful about themselves. And so, like, anytime there was any, like, little hint of hate yeah, or dislike for someone who is different. Like, I, I shut down. Like, I was yep. done. I stopped yeah. listening. Like, I was like, well... Nope.
0: It's, it's a it's a really easy litmus <laughs> test.
1: Yeah, and it's sad because like I don't understand like I guess like that for me is is the problem like again how did we get to see how did you get here like what told you that this was okay <laughs> like, like I don't fully understand some of the things these people say well, to a whole yeah. like to hundreds and thousands of people are listening the people tell them how to feel about other individuals. Rather, it's, you know, you know, people in the LGBT community, people of color, you know, people with disabilities, like they're listening to these people to tell them how to feel about these people when like, honestly, you should just be fucking nice regardless. Like, I don't understand yeah. why we're, you know, holding on this one person's word like, well you know my pastor doesn't like this type of person so therefore I don't care for this type of person we're gonna split as a church because we can't stand those people and it's like well good for you I guess I don't know like what like what are you doing um so I feel like in general like that that trauma of just seeing hatred kind of build in a place that's supposed to like that preaches like love thy neighbor. Like mm-hmm. what the hell is wrong with you people? Yeah. Like I don't understand that. Like yeah. how can you say that and then do do that? So I don't know. But that that would be like my my religious trauma. It's just like stuff like that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's complete... why I'm
1: agnostic because yeah. I just don't – it makes no sense. Something's not connecting. You all aren't reading something properly. This is why we don't use books that other people wrote, meaning humans, to tell people how to live because humans are flawed. Yeah. But I'm going to get off my soapbox because so. <laughs> I'm not on here to offend people. I'm just saying, like, this is – that's the problem. And and that is just kind of where I stand on that. And that's where I think my religious trauma comes from. Is like any place that kind of will – incite hate of others for no apparent reason yet will then turn around and say love thy neighbor yeah is an issue and there's something incredibly wrong there that needs to be fixed
0: so and the thing is for me at least um the more i learned at seminary and i you know went to a fairly liberal seminary um the less comfortable i was with my job and I know that I wasn't the only one who felt that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you start understanding and learning about the history and where these texts come from and how many times they've been scratched out and rewritten by various scribes over millennia, not just centuries, um, it gets a little sticky. And uh, that's putting it mildly. So, yeah, you know, I think people... Are going to believe what they want to believe and, and, they, I, and, they, and they have every right yeah. to and if you get something out of religion or christianity you know that's great for you it just might not be right for others yeah and, and i think
1: respect that yeah. right respect don't pray for me i don't no. want you to don't do that did i ask you to so then don't do it like it's fine i don't need your blessing or your prayer it's fine. Respect that people are different. Yep. Respect that they might not agree with what you ascribe to. And I think, like, if we could just do that in general as as humans, yeah, it'd be less issues.
0: Like you like can just... make a podcast and vent about us. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. And do agnostics. that if you need
1: to. <laughs> do that.
0: I'd rather you do that than be like, hey, you really need to come to church because well, I've often no, thank found <laughs> that the act of evangelizing is a lot less about the person you're trying to help than it is about trying to prevent doubts in your own faith you know so um, yeah
1: yeah but you know so today as an adult <laughs> I was about I was a teenager I think right before I went off to college when I realized like you know not that I I it's like it's not that I don't believe, just that I don't understand how people come to some of these conclusions. And yeah. I realize the best thing for me to do is kind of just step away from all of it. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of let people be people. Yeah. And I'm just not going to be involved. And that's kind of where I stand. And if there's no way for you to prove to me or show me or you know explain how we got to where we got to with this thing or with any of the things, then you know I. You, i just i'm gonna just chill i'm gonna chill over here by myself i'm sure i'm not by myself i'm sure there's tons but you know i'm gonna chill over here on this you know island of the unsure the skeptics and the doubters and you know you can stay on your island of you know wherever you need to be
0: um but
1: that's where i am as an adult now to say that we do have children We do. And I do keep that in mind, but I'll give you a second here, though, to kind of talk about where you are today. But, like, for me, it's just about... I just respect everyone and their religion and they're, you know, very much entitled to talk about their religion, how they feel, about their church and everything. I just, you know, hope that people also then don't expect me (laughs) to have much else to say beyond, that's good for you, (laughs) because I'm not really going to offer too much more outside of that, because... I just like I said, if there's no way to prove to me how we got to some of these things, <laughs> I don't really want any involvement in it um and that's not saying I don't you know think that anyone's right, I just you know it's just i don't i it's just not for me, <laughs> yeah, um it's I guess the easiest and best way to say it,
0: yeah, um I guess you know, I would say the same thing in a way just stay in your lane like if people (laughs)
1: that's such a mean way to say it i just don't
0: (laughs) you know i'm sorry i just
1: i'm all like just respect people you're like just stay in your lane
0: stay in your lane like (laughs) what does it matter if you get 10 people to church you know uh, you want them to feel what you feel okay they're not you so they'll find what makes them happy if that's what you do fine if not then f off like You know, it's Uh, more about you trying not to have doubts and trying to, you know, but
1: yeah. Anyways, also, (laughs) if you are agnostic like myself or even if you're like atheist, which I don't think I know anyone who's atheist, but if you are like also try to not put yourself in those situations where that could happen. Like I don't go to church one because that's just not for me (laughs) and I just don't. But, I, you know, I know there's some people who probably can't escape it either because it's like embedded in their families and so like they're constantly you know coming (laughs) (laughs) into contact with it but try to find ways around that because i would i personally would hate if i had to constantly still deal with it if i wasn't on the same level um or didn't believe the same thing um yeah I guess if people respected that and they were like open to kind of understanding that and didn't try to make me feel or do a certain thing because of that, I'd probably be fine. But if people don't get that and you get people telling you, they're going to pray for you every time you go over there and stop going. Yeah. Um, especially if you don't like care, <laughs> like it's just, you know, for your own mental health and well being, which I'll always advocate for, like, don't put yourself in those situations if they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, just don't and like even with my friends like i know some of my friends are way more religious than i am and you know i love them for it that's their thing i'm gonna let them do them because they let me do me and that i'm gonna you know we're able to still be great friends and have kind of some differences there um because again just respect yeah if you just simply respect people it's not an issue
0: yeah let people be them and if you can't do that, then you really gotta start taking a look at what you believe in. If you are religious,
1: yeah. So, but the kiddos, they're yeah. probably people are just like, oh god, they're poor kids are gonna be <laughs> so. But no, for our kids, it's different. Um, I feel like we've encountered some, some, um, some push and pulling, but yeah, like but for the... me, I knew when I have kids, and this is even before you know i meant josh and before we got married and all that stuff is like i knew i wanted them to have freedom to choose to do whatever they want to do i was never going to force them to believe a certain way never going to force them to be agnostic like no i want them to be open to everything and -hmm. exposed to everything and to come to their own conclusions and decisions about what they want to do as they get older um because as we mentioned in the beginning of this episode it's like we didn't have that as kids like no. we were told this is where we go this yep. is what we do this is what we preach this is what we believe, so believe. this is what we pray at night but we say at night and this is mm-hmm. how we feel about those people and those who and those who are because of the bible yep. <laughs> like that's what we were that told is, yep. and that's how we kind of grew up and i just don't want them to have that and Mm-mm. and so i kept that with me and then met josh we got married and luckily <laughs> we're on the same page so we probably wouldn't have gotten married if we were not on the same page but luckily we're on the same page in the sense that we want them to kind of explore that for themselves yeah you know if they have a friend who you know is a different religion than like i don't know probably what they would be exposed to which you know would probably be christianity because you know your mom and stuff so Yeah. yeah Um, I would want them to ask questions like be interested in that, like get to know different religions. And if you do end up liking something, go for it, figure it out, figure out how to do it. Do what you got to do. Um, And if you are like me, and you don't fully understand how these people are coming to these things, then you know, just live your life and let people be them and call it a day and you know, if they want to be atheists, do you, and <laughs> let people live their lives and call it a day. Yeah. I just want them to make those decisions, not us, um, because I feel like that is a decision for them to make. So.
0: Yeah, all all I want for them is the moral compass to let people be themselves within reason and to be kind, Yeah, and that's it, and that's supposed to be the foundation of most religions, but... History tells us that that's completely <laughs> the opposite of the case. So, you you
1: know. still haven't said one thing positive. Can I just note, I don't think you have.
0: I mean, <laughs> you're, you're looking at somebody
1: been incredibly negative.
0: with 25 years worth of religious trauma. Like, and yeah, I, okay, I totally people, people gave us preferential treatment sometimes because we were the first family of the church you know yeah you know, there were people who were extra nice every once in a while sure that's that's great and everything but that came with the expectation that we would be a certain way believe a certain way pray a certain way take up certain responsibilities within the church like again nothing positive well <laughs> i think i'm not there no you're not
1: there. there yet and that's all good i think to kind of give back to the kids though like yeah what how would you approach a situation and we're currently i think trying to deal with this but i feel like you kind of approached it and resolved it but like for people who are either consider themselves agnostic or just kind of like yeah we just don't really do all that like sure we believe this but we're not really we're kind of just on the we we on the down low we don't really do that kind of stuff um how would you i guess advise them on how to deal with family members who are very much bushy about it um
0: you have to (laughs) because i
1: feel like we're you know we're not the only ones um who might have some family members who are very like they want to talk about things like the church Mm -hmm. and talk about god and jesus to the kids and and you know being put in those especially with easter coming up like i hate Mm -hmm. when there's like a religious holiday (laughs) yeah because like it's in both sides of our families it's not just yours um being able to like whoa we want them exposed to everything last easter we gave our son a world religions book which i don't know how that went over well with everyone else but (laughs) but i i did that and i found one and it's a really good one and they'll probably have it for years because i think it's meant to serve like be a guide for children from like now until they're like teenage years but I did that intentionally, just because I knew that they would be well. They, the the youngest wasn't there yet, but yeah. I knew that our oldest at the time would be bombarded with very Christian mm-hmm. religious books, yeah. and I just wanted to balance that out because yeah. I, I just there needs to be balance there, especially yeah. you know with me being being their mom. Like I can't just have you bringing books that solely talk about one faith and yet you can't answer questions about it um, so we need some balance here you got to expose them the different religions give them the opportunity to learn about different religions again so that they can hopefully grow up and make that decision for themselves and not feel like they were forced into a certain path
0: so. yeah i just have the conversations as difficult as they may be as much as you might be stepping on people's toes i don't care because it's my kids you know at the yeah. end of the day when you become a parent you care very little what other people think of you because ultimately you just want them especially mixed race kids you know you want them to grow up confident and yeah
1: any kid of yeah. color like you yeah. want them because like yeah there's a lot against them so yep. having you know a kid of colorfully feeling confident who they are
0: exactly yeah
1: yep. it's very important but I think we need to <laughs> so probably I'll wrap this up here because clearly it's a little heavy. So. A, little, a little heavy.
0: I'll, I won't be on as much of an edge, I'm sure, for our next episode. <laughs> Knowing what it is in my head, I think that one's going to be a bit lighter. But I did feel I did feel like it was important to talk about this episode because I feel like a lot of couples have this sort of conversation far too late oh you yeah know, yeah definitely talk to, about
1: this way before you put a ring on somebody's you have to talk finger. about
0: <laughs> religion and politics you have to because they're foundational beliefs that were formed likely in your childhood and they're yes. going to impact not only your marriage but if you become a parent they're going to impact greatly decisions about raising your kids and you gotta be as much on the same page as possible on that in my opinion
1: you want to talk about the uncomfortable stuff like you won't believe how many messages i got from friends about confusions with their partners Mm -hmm. um after george floyd was killed Mm -hmm. um because they didn't know their partner felt a certain way. Yeah. And I was like, how did you not know that? <laughs> so, like, please have those deep conversations with people before you marry them. Yeah. Early. And maybe even before you have to, like.
0: Like, honestly. Because you don't
1: have to get married to, we to were, have children. We were so. talking
0: about these things on our third or fourth We were, like, yeah. As like, as early as possible, rip the band-aid off.
1: Yeah, because if you do find out that there's not any, like, if you can't, if you can't deal with something that they really, really believe in and you probably just want to end that as soon as you can cuz yeah. it's going to come back and it's going to be a difficult thing to challenge. Yeah, it's yeah. going to it's just going to be awful and you don't want to have to deal with that. But yeah, have those conversations as early as you can in your relationships. Um like you said, we had a conversation like that like on a third or fourth date. Like it was very early into us dating just yeah. cause like
0: Especially cuz I was a pastor at the time.
1: Yes. Yeah. And you don't want to waste your time. No. You really don't. Don't no. got your time be wasted on no fools. You just don't so (laughs) anyway
0: I have a quote from our toddler but if you have one I don't don't.
1: because I've been doing a lot of physical things so I've been here and there so
0: so I have one um I was asking our oldest uh what his favorite foods were (laughs) because he's been having such a hard time he's very picky I was very picky too so you know I try to keep that in mind but I, I do i am short with him sometimes so i apologize to him after we ate tonight and i was like you know hey man what are some of your favorite foods and he got a big smile on his face he goes i like pizza <laughs> and i like donuts <laughs> and i like chocolate <laughs> i was like that's good enough for me man
1: and on that note <laughs> go get yourself some chocolate
0: <laughs> Yep, yep. But, uh, <laughs> but thanks for joining us everybody like I said it won't be quite as heavy next week but definitely important topic nonetheless follow us on the gram at MikeDinBed uh, or LinkedIn I know we have been I've been slacking on posting there but uh, I'll try to pick up the pace there and uh, have a great week everybody